Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 16. Again, Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 16. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Verses 16, verses 16 to 20, Matthew chapter 28. Then turning to the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They're the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they're never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth, just as Johnny's and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Johnny's and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true 
and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Verses 1 through 17, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Thank you once again, Father, for your word. Thank you for the power and the grace that rests upon your word. Thank you, Lord, for being a heavenly Father that calls his people to pray. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to walk with you every day in prayer. And thank you for your Holy Spirit that teaches us, tutors us, and guides us in our prayer lives. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us more and more to be the faithful praying church you've called us to be individually and collectively and use us to accomplish more and more of your work and your will as we live lives given to prayer and help us to become more and more the diligent students of your word you would have us to be as well. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these for this time and for these moments. Thank you for Pastor Joseph and for the show. Father, I ask that you would speak through these moments, that you would speak truth, that you would speak life. Father, thank you so much for the Holy Spirit and Jesus who provides the way for the Holy Spirit to live in and with us. And Father, I ask that you'd be the good teacher and just teach us more about righteousness and more about living a holy life in your name. Um, thank you for paving the way for that, really. Um, Father, there's so much truth hidden in your word and there's so much truth very clearly spelled out and just continue to grow us in maturity as we try to pursue your kingdom. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. On a pretty regular basis, we do get emails where people are inquiring and wanting to get some of the prayer tools and discipleship tools that we provide. We're glad to share them with you. Our ongoing encouragement is that you'll get them. Use them in your personal walk with the Lord, in your intimate walk with the Lord but also use them to help disciple the members of your family. But also we're encouraging to, for you to share them with coworkers and fellow church members and extended family members and also even saved and unsaved individuals that you may know because that's what they're for. They're for the work of doing both evangelism and discipleship. So we're glad to share them with you. Today we're looking, on the, we're looking at the topic the building blocks of discipleship, be a pro. Again, the building blocks of discipleship, be a pro. And part of what I'm wanting you to focus on is, and of course, in looking at that title, this is an article that I've written, I had the privilege of writing and placing on the AFA stand by that same title. Again, the title, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Be a Pro, and just kind of a heads up. The three letters of the word pro remind us of three basic areas of the life of a disciple, and they sum up uh, the entire life of a disciple. The three letters of the word pro remind us of those three basic areas. P refers to a diligent prayer life. R refers to reading and studying the Word of God on a daily basis. O refers to obedience. Live what you learn. So as we look at that topic, again, the building blocks of discipleship, be a pro. We encourage you to keep in mind the three letters of the word pro that summarize the life of every disciple. Uh, to begin with, you want to take time now to read John chapter 21. Now, this is a chapter, unique chapter, and it's a chapter about following Jesus. 
Now, whether you fully grasp that or not as you read through, but it's about following Jesus and the wisdom of living a lifestyle of following Jesus. So this is John chapter 21, picking up at verse 1. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only, a, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire, and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have, and now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you, Jesus said. Then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved the one who had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? Jesus replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't, but that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain until I, until, if I want him to remain alive until I return, 
What is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies of these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Verses 1 through 25, all of John chapter 21. Lord, thank you, Father, for this unique and wonderful and powerful chapter found in the Gospels. And thank you for the, the unique wisdom and grace that rests upon the, instance, the instances and the insights found in this story. Father, more and more empower us by your Spirit to follow you intimately every day. Father, we confess often we've not loved you or loved others as we should have. We confess our shortcomings. Father, by faith we repent of them. Forgive us, Lord. Fill us anew with your Spirit. Stir us to recognize, Lord, that our job in this world is to know you, to walk with you, and to follow you faithfully every single day. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer, praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Anoint us afresh with the spirit that would encourage us to be diligent students of your word, believers who read and meditate on your word every day. And anoint us afresh with the spirit of obedience. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that you give us your word in order for us to hear it and live it as well. Empower us to be faithful believers who are daily living a lifestyle of hearing your word and doing it. And Lord, help us to be mindful, Lord, that you call us to live a life of love, a life where we're continually seeking to give of ourselves, give of our time, our energy, and our effort to love a world that desperately needs to know what the love of Jesus looks like and feels like and comes across like. Help us to live, Lord, in such a way. Help us to live in such a way that our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do, that we would be so full of the Spirit and so full of your love that your love and your spirit would flow through every aspect, aspect of our being, pointing people to Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As today we're looking at the topic, the building blocks of discipleship. Be a pro. We'll be right back.
Music of Life Church Worship with Where the Spirit of the Lord Is. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, the building blocks of discipleship being a pro. And as we talk about discipleship, I want to challenge you to be mindful of this. We live in a world that desperately needs Jesus Christ in every aspect of life and in every life, in every uh, family, in every community, in every state, every nation of the world. We all desperately need Jesus Christ. And the work of being a disciple is in consists of us being disciples and making disciples as well. Then the work of discipleship involves the work of both evangelism and helping people to grow up and mature in their faith as well. And how important it is that we as God's people are diligently and passionately about the work of making disciples every day. With every passing day, more and more we see how the world is literally on fire in so, so many ways. And the answer to all of the problems of the world are Jesus. Knowing Jesus, knowing his, learning his counsel and walking in his counsel as well. And so, again, our encouragement to every single listener is that you be a passionate disciple. We don't follow Jesus casually. We don't follow him comfortably. We don't follow him in a laid-back fashion. If we're faithfully going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll follow him passionately and sacrificially. That's how we follow Jesus. And he, of course, is our great role model, and he doesn't ask us to do something that he didn't do before us. Jesus gave the greatest sacrifice that could be given, his life to make a way for us to be saved and for us to receive eternal life. And so we too are called to follow him sacrificially as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ as well. I'm going to share an article that we had the chance to write and place on the AFA stand entitled, the same title as we're titling the broadcast today, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Again, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. One of the great, exciting, and critical works the church is called to, specifically in the and the Great Commission is the work of making disciples. This important calling is directed to every believer in all the world. This is a part of the calling of every believer in the world. It's clearly one of the highest priorities of the church in all of life. What is a disciple? A disciple is a learner and follower of Christ. Actually, there are many other ways to explain and define what a disciple is, but this phrase is a very accurate one and to the point. Each one of us is called to be a disciple, and we're each called to make disciples. And we're each called to make disciples. Obviously, the first person you're to disciple after you're born again is yourself. As you journey on the road of life as a follower of Christ, our disciple-making definitely needs to start with, quote-unquote, me. How can you or I help others to learn to follow Christ if we're not living a life of following him ourselves. So I need to start with myself in the work of discipleship. Understand clearly that the work of discipleship involves both evangelism, the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then helping believers to grow up in their faith as well. Evangelism is where discipleship starts. 
Acts 16, verse 31 tells us, And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Again, Acts 16, 31. And John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Again, John 3, 16. So, what does the work of disciple-making consist of? What are the quote-unquote building blocks of discipleship? You could say that the essence of being a disciple can be summed up in three letters. P-R-O. P refers to prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us, Pray without ceasing. Building a strong daily and consistent prayer life is a very important goal for all believers. R refers to reading. That is, reading and meditating on the Word of God every day. Psalm 118 verse 105 tells us, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Every believer is called to be a student of the Word of God. A good habit to start is to read at least three chapters in the Word of God every day. It could be the same chapter three times over and read and meditated on, or it might be three different chapters. And parents, we're wise to have each of our children to read three chapters out loud to us every day as well. O refers to obedience, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, James 1.22. We're called to learn, to learn the word of God in order to obey and live it. Truth is always meant to be applied. One could basically basically sum up the life of a disciple with these three basic aspects of a believer's life. Again, P-R-O, P again referring to prayer, R referring to reading and studying the Word of God, O referring to obedience to the God's Word. Every area of our lives as followers of Christ could fall into one of these three areas. May we each seek to be committed to adding these quote-unquote building blocks of the faith to our lives as followers of Christ. There are many things and tasks in our lives that we as believers can busy ourselves doing, yet the reality is that many things that some believers are doing can be a big waste of time. There are many many ways we can spend our lives that, in the economy of life and time, amount to basically nothing. But when we hear the Word of God and obey it, we step into the eternal purposes of God. God's word clearly tells us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you, Matthew 6, The great work of being a disciple of Christ and making disciples produces fruit that is eternal. It's extremely important that we as believers make seeking God ourselves a top priority in our lives. Encouraging others in their faith is crucial as well. So daily, let's redeem the time. Let's not waste our time. Wasted time is wasted life. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 tells us, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Again, Ephesians 5 16. Let's make it a goal to be very clear about what some of the basic building blocks of discipleship are as we carry out this important calling. Know too that without question, There needs to be an urgency about the work of making disciples. Every day, many people are leaving this world in death, and too many have left without knowing Christ. 1 Peter 4, verse 10 tells us, As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Again, 1 Peter 4, verse 10. 
Let's faithfully be about our Father's business now, today, and every day. Every day is important. Every day counts. Again, the title of that article, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege, the honor, the blessing that is ours in view of the fact that by your grace and mercy, you came into the world, you lived, you died on the cross to pay for our sins and rose again from the dead, and you made a way for us to be saved. What a privilege it is for us to be saved and to be a part of your family. But thank you also for the calling to be a disciple and a disciple maker. Father, anoint us all afresh with with the spirit of grace and diligence, that we would be diligent to both live the life of a faithful disciple and be diligent to teach and train our children as well to, to live out the life of a disciple as well. Help us to do our part to help them come to know Christ and then to do our part to help them to come to grow up in Christ and to become vibrant servants of you. Help us to recognize, Lord, that it's so important for us to be following your priorities. Help us to know, Lord, that we live in a world where lots of people, obviously people in the world, waste a lot of time and they waste a lot of life. But help us to be mindful, Lord, that we as believers should be diligent to not waste time. Help us to know that every day is a day of ministry. Every day is a day to reach out and point others to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every day is a day for us to freely be ready as the Holy Spirit directs us to share our testimony of how we came to know you or share our testimony of answered prayer or ways in which we've seen you working wonderfully in our lives. And Lord, help us to know, Lord, that uh, every day is a day to passionately run after you, to passionately spend time in your word, passionately pray, and passionately live out what you tell us to do in your word and by your spirit. There's so much work to be done. We thank you and praise you for the opportunity to be about that work. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, I want you to think for just a moment about the, the final verse in that article that we shared because it's a powerful verse. Again, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says, As each one has received a gift, use it, in, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So you and I are stewards of... Of the grace of God. And how important it is that we take that very, very serious. As we as believers seek God and seek Him in prayer, seek Him in His Word and obey His Word, more and more God's grace will work in us and through us as well. I want to share an additional article that relates to discipleship as well, and it has to do largely with prayer and making the most of our days every day of our life to live a life full of prayer. The title of this article is Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. Again, the title, Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. I'm going to read that again uh, once more, one more time here. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Again, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. Then in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, it tells us, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, 
that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Again, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. The great servant of the Lord, John Wesley, used the term means of grace, referring to spiritual disciplines or habits. Though his term may not be used a great deal today, though this, this particular term may not be used a great deal today, it's probably a much more encouraging and useful phrase than spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits. The term explains what using these tools accomplish for us in our lives. We cannot earn grace. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in His mercy and grace, came into this world, lived, died on the cross to pay for our sins, and then rose again from the dead three days later. It is through this work He made the ocean of God's grace abundantly available to us. How do we gain access to this ocean of grace? One of the wonderful tools is a means of grace to which we need to give serious attention, and it's both simple yet profound. We might call this key to the store we might call this a key to the storehouse of God's unlimited grace. What is that key? Well, read the following. Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 to 12. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Matthew again, seven, chapter seven, verses seven to twelve. Let's be wise enough not to come to the ocean of God's grace in prayer with only a teaspoon. At least bring a two or three gallon jug. Better yet, bring a tanker truck with a pump. On any given day, God will allow you to pray as much as you will. In fact, he commands us to pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Why is it important that we pray continually in obedience to the Lord? So that, so that we may fulfill our calling to be doers of the word, James 1, 22. Also, there is so much work in our lives to be done that only God can do. And bigger than that, there's so much work in the world and in the kingdom of God to be done. We must pray for more laborers to be sent into God's harvest. We'll pick up there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We've been looking at the article entitled, Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. And our overall topic for today, the building blocks of discipleship, being a pro. We'll be right back. Rejoice and be glad. 
music of Covenant Church with I Will Lift Up My Eyes. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Be a Pro. And we were sharing from an article. The article is entitled, Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. Picking up, uh, once again, uh, a little ways into the article. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Again, Matthew 7, 7 to 12. Let's be wise enough not to come to the ocean of God's grace in prayer with only a teaspoon. At least bring a two or three gallon jug, or better yet, Bring a tanker truck with a pump. On any given day, God will allow you to pray as much as you will. In fact, he commands us to pray to pray without ceasing. See 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Why is it important that we pray continually in obedience to the Lord? So that we may fulfill our calling to be doers of the word, James 1, 22. Also, there is so much work in our lives to be done In our lives and in this world, so much work to be done that only God can do. And bigger than that, there's so much work in the world and in the kingdom of God to be done. We must pray for more laborers to be sent into God's harvest. We must pray for God to send forth missionaries. We are wise to pray for ourselves and others in the body of Christ to be boldly giving our time, talent, and treasure to the work of the building of God's kingdom every single day. God stands ready to do more in and for any believer who is wise and obedient enough to ask for more from him, a lot more in prayer. Why not pray a prayer like the prayer of Jabez every day and then expect and watch God answer it every single day? Again, the title of that article, Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. And uh, for time reasons, we will not share it. But I want to remind you once again about the prayer tool that we provide called Kingdom Prayers. It has 10 Bible-based prayers that we're encouraging you to email us to get a copy of. And we would encourage you to take the time to pray through all 10 of those prayers every single day. Now, keep in mind, God's Word clearly tells us pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Now, keep in mind, we need the Holy Spirit to teach us how to do that and to enable us to do that because we don't even know how to do that in and of ourselves. But one important truth is that our definition and understanding of prayer really does need to be broadened, very much so. But keep in mind, one of the reasons why prayer, one of many reasons why prayer is so important is because it's through prayer and our prayer life that we pour the grace of God into the world. In other words, you could think of your prayer life as being like a faucet for God's grace. And the more we pray, the more the grace of God is poured into our into the world through the answers we receive to the prayers that we pray. And so 
when we're, by God's grace, obedient enough to live a lifestyle of praying without ceasing, through our prayer lives, a lot of grace is poured into the world. But sadly, when believers live a prayer, a relatively prayerless life, there's so much grace that could be being poured into the world that the world is missing out on because of a prayerless life. Let me say very clearly, it's so important for us to understand that prayerlessness is a great tragedy. Because remember, on the other hand, when we seek with God's grace to obey Him when He says, pray without ceasing, God works through us and reaches through us to bless us and the world so, so much more. Again, we're wise to think of our prayer life as being like a faucet of God's grace through which we pour His grace into the world. The more we pray, the more of God's grace is poured into the world. The less we pray, the more the world misses out on the grace of God. How important it is that we live prayer-filled life. Be mindful of this truth. Again, a prayerless life is a prideful life. When we live a prayerless life, it's as if we're saying to God, God, I can handle this. I don't need your help. I don't need your wisdom. I don't need your counsel. And what a tragedy because the fact is God is so not just a little bit wiser than us. God is infinitely wiser than us and more powerful and so much more. So we're wise to live uh, prayer-filled lives for the sake of accessing God's grace and his power every single day. If you were to ask the question, did you or I miss a blessing yesterday because we didn't pray the prayer of Jabez or we didn't ask God to bless us in a unique way? Actually, yes, we did. There are many blessings you and I may miss out on every day. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. There are many things God is poised to give many of his children that sadly, too often, so many of the children don't get them simply because they didn't ask. Again, in the book of James, we're told, you have not because you ask not. Father, what a privilege it is for us to be able to come to you in prayer. Thank you for the opportunity for us to seek you in prayer every single day. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be a vessel through which your grace, mercy, and light can be poured into the world through our prayer life. Anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer, Lord. Thank you, Father, for each of the thank you for each of those persons we've lifted up in prayer today, and thank you for all those that make up our listening family. Bless each and every one of us, Father. Indeed, expand each of our territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon each one of us. Keep each one of us from evil, that we may not cause pain. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Then we're also wise to pray the prayer of Isaiah every day, as found in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, a prayer that. After God allowed Isaiah to step into, through a vision, to step into the throne or to, to look into the throne room of heaven. And God asks, who will go for us? Who can I send? And Isaiah calls out, here am I, Lord, send me. What a wise prayer for us to pray every single day. Thank you, Lord, again for all those we've lifted up today in prayer, Lord. Lord, here we are. We're available Send us this day on many miracle missions. Use us mightily for your glory this day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Why is it wise to pray a prayer like the prayer of Jabez and the prayer of Isaiah every single day? Well, one of many reasons is, of course, is God is looking for disciples who want to be used. And when he finds one, that is, one who desires to be used and is wise enough to ask God to use them, both the prayer of Jabez and the prayer of Isaiah are just that prayers whereby we're basically asking God to use us more and more. That's so important, though, because remember, God is looking for vessels that want to be used. 
The prayer of Jabez is a prayer that every day you pray it, God will answer it. The prayer of Isaiah, same thing. Every day you pray it, God will answer it. Why? Again, because he's looking for vessels that want to be used. And more and more, the Holy Spirit will work through you and the grace of God and the angels of God will be working in compliance and in cooperation with you to get God's work done. And a big part of it is because you took the time to ask. Ask and you will see. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. How important it is that we understand that so much can and will be done through the church, the people of God, as we give ourselves to prayer. Lord, thank you for the work of evangelism in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ all over the world. Thank you for the work of making disciples in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ all over the world. Bless the ministries of evangelism and discipleship each indeed. Expand their territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon them. Keep them from evil that they may not cause pain in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for the nation of Israel. Thank you for your hand of grace upon the nation of Israel. In line with Psalm 122, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, flood Jerusalem and all of Israel with your peace, your grace, your mercy, and your light. Flood the whole Middle East with your peace, your grace, your mercy, and your light. More and more send forth laborers into Israel and all the Middle East who will proclaim the gospel and let the world know that Jesus Christ really and truly is our Messiah. He's the Messiah for the whole world. And help the church to boldly proclaim that message in these places and in every other nation of the world as well, in Jesus' name. And anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer and us to be the praying church you'd have us to be. And help us to recognize, Lord, that time is short, that people are flying out of this world every day, that on average around a quarter of a million people die every 24 hours all over the world. Help us, Lord, to be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Help us to make the most of our time every day, seeking to be the witnesses, the disciple makers that you'd have us to be, to be the church that are functioning as the hands and feet of Jesus, showing the world what the love of Jesus Christ looks like as we walk with you every single day. And anoint us all afresh with a spirit of compassion. Help us to live in such a way that we recognize the needs in our world and that we have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit would tell us would want to say to us about responding to the needs in the world all around us. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, today we've been looking at the topic, the building blocks of discipleship, be a pro. And just a reminder, three letters of the word pro refer to P, our our prayer life. Every believer is called to have a vibrant prayer life. R refers to reading. We're to Call second second the second R no the second letter R refers to reading and meditating on the Word of God every single day. O refers to obedience. We're to hear and obey the Word of God every single day of our lives. Remember, truth is always meant to be applied. So we're to be hearers and doers of God's Word as well. If you wanted to get copies of the, of the articles that we shared today, again the titles of the articles were. The first one, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. And the second article is entitled, Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. Again, Accessing the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. We'll be glad to send you one or both of them if you'd like to email us, either one. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart as the Lord and Savior of your life today, is a great day to be saved. Would you simply from your heart pray this prayer? 
and fully commit your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus and allow him to save you today. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all our sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You said in your word, Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch and be in communication with you. My email, once again, is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So please be sure and email us. Again, joseph at AFR.net. We're glad to share them with you. And our hope is that you'll use them and pass them on and share them with others as well. And then finally, then once again, the two articles that we shared, both of which can be uh, sent Simply email us and let us know you'd like to get one or both copies. The titles, the first article, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. The second article, Accessing the the Vast Ocean of God's Grace. Both articles, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to send one or both of them if you like both. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.